Hey everybody, welcome to a new episode of Low Code Approach. Today, we're joined by Kartik Kanakosa Basin, Principal Product Manager for Developer Solutions Power Platform. And we're going to talk a little bit about ALM, which is Application Lifecycle Management. Kartik, thank you for joining us. Hey, Sean, happy to be here. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Of course, of course. Now, this is something, this is a topic that we've wanted to cover for a while. And actually, it's been requested, it's huge. And just to level set, maybe not everybody's experience with application lifecycle management. It's a really huge topic in and of itself. Mm-hmm. So could you do me a favor? Just give like a brief overview of what, what it is and why is it important in application development, pro code and low code? Absolutely. So application, regardless of how it is formed or built, has a life cycle, just like anything else, right? It's built from its nascent stages to then it starts getting its first set of customers and then it reaches a level of maturity and then has to inevitably, like everything else, has a retirement phase. Now, when we talk about application lifecycle management in particular, it generally gets conflated by a lot of other things that are there. And it could be application lifecycle management could be for any new application that you end up going ahead and developing. It's sometimes referred to as digital transformation. You may also call it as DevOps or DevSecOps. And so it's, it's a conflation of a lot of, actually not conflation rather, but an amalgamation of a lot of terms. And when we talk about application lifecycle management, typically speaking, deployment usually takes the limelight because, you know, software deployment is the important part. But in the midst of that, that deployment journey, you have things like software testing, you have governance, you have the deploy, development of the application and the deployment. And these are all important things because when you are developing the applications, you have to conform to a set of rules to make sure that the application, when it gets deployed to production, gets deployed consistently. So these are all elements of application lifecycle management. And obviously, when you're building something with low code, it is still an app. So you have to manage it. <laughs> now, spot on. It's traditionally, you know, you see application lifecycle management in the pro code realm, right? It's an integral part in the CI, CD process. How does that relate? Like, how viable is ALM in low code? How, like... As this is being introduced and there's uh, tools that tooling that you can use to implement it and execute it, how does that look for low-code and low-code environments? So as, as I said before, right, we, like at the end of the day, whether the application is built in a code-first way or in a low-code way, it's still an application, one. Now, typically, when low-code applications are built, they start off in this whole idea of, hey, I want to fix something for myself. And then it kind of matures onto the fact that, hey, by the way, this you know somehow serendipitously other people discover it and say, oh, this is very useful. And by the way, just to let you know, this pattern is no different than how code first things work as well. Sometimes when I write a little script for myself, it works great, and I inadvertently or intentionally go put it on GitHub. Someone decides and finds it, now they start using it, and then like wildfire, it just catches on, right? It's very similar in that context there. The only difference in low code in this case is the fact that you're able to build value applications a heck of a lot faster. You don't have to learn the entire framework or anything of that sort. All you have to focus is, you've got data, you've got APIs, how do you build the appropriate front end to be able to go ahead and consume that in a valuable way? Now, once that happens, and that's the part, when the application becomes valuable, right, that's where you have to manage it because you now are accessing data or APIs that may be important to the organization. And in so that kind of context, governance and, and application lifecycle management capabilities are important into manage that, uh, in managing that application from development all the way to production. Makes sense. So in ALM, Application Lifecycle mm-hmm. Management, there's a couple of key parts to it, like environment strategy, right? It seems mm-hmm. like a super crucial part. 
what else is there? And also, if you want to talk a little bit more about environment strategy, I feel like I'm, I'm just skimming the surface on that. Uh, mm-hmm. I would appreciate if you could talk a little bit about some of the key aspects of ALM. So that way, you know, listeners to this can say, hey, I want to get more information on it. What what are the words that I should look up? What are the learn docs that I should go and pick out to, to get some more information? Absolutely. So one first thing is when you start looking at ALM, you again, want to want to have an idea of an environment strategy. And this is not just environment strategy as in dev, test and prod. But in Power Platform, you may also want to know what type of environment, right? Because we have developer-type environments, we have trial-type environments, we have sandbox-type environments, and we have prod-type environments, all right? So you may want to also figure out exactly what type of environments do you want to encourage people to go build applications on. Now, at the end of the day, the different types of environments that I'm alluding to, sandbox and production, you have inherently as part of that capability. We're backing up and doing restores and capabilities for you as part of the entire capability. Developer environments, which is something recently that we just released, that can be reclaimed after 90 days of not usage, non-usage. So those are the kind of ramifications that one has. And it's, you know, from a customer standpoint, it is important to know exactly what is. So, for example, if I were to go ahead and say, for example, I have a long-lived environment, I generally want that to be uh, running it as a prod type environment. But if I want to have a QA and a testing, it could be a sandbox. It may not need to need all the high fidelity ceremonies that I may have to do my prod, but it's it's a good enough simile of what I have in prod, but I can I can do that. And if the sandbox does go away, I can always reconstitute it. So there's that aspect of the environment strategy that one has to think about as well. In addition to that, one of the key tenets of doing application lifecycle management, specifically in the Power Platform context, is making sure that all your application components are part of a solution. And solution becomes the kind of the, the basic atomic unit that kind of co- keeps everything together. So you have your Canvas app, your model app, your uh, Power Automate flows, your chatbots, all, and for that matter, even Power BI now, right, can all be part of that solution. And once they're in that solution construct, they can now move seamlessly from one environment to the other as a combined unit. So that's that's one element when you start looking at ALM from a Power Platform perspective that you need to keep that in mind, is the fact that if it's not in a solution, ALM is going to be hard, <laughs> all right? <laughs> And then the last piece, obviously, is deployment. All right? and like, like I said, deployment is kind of the favorite child of all things ALM because everyone talks about that. right? And that's making sure that things get deployed in a proper, consistent way from dev, test, to prod. And within that, you can have automated testing scripts interspersed in it and so on and so forth. But you know, that's the, that's the star, if you will, for ALM is like, oh, we finally deployed our app, app in that context. So generally speaking, if you, when we're looking at ALM from a Power Platform perspective, those are the three facets that one has to be aware of when they're planning out their ALM strategy when it, with, with Power Platform in particular. So there's a lot to understand and plan and build before starting this process, mm-hmm. right? Is is there ever too late to say like, hey, we want to we want to make ALM part of our process, part of our governance process? Is this like is there an oh like an oops drop point where you're like, well, nope, too too far down the road or is this something that you can insert during your, your maturity, like your adoption journey, your maturity okay. journey? So thank you for painting me to a corner, but I'll answer that anyway. <laughs> All right. You know, in the past, in the past, yes. For example, if you were a non-technical app developer, and yes, that is a term, okay, you can be non-technical and still be an app developer. You could start off that journey in that context, build an application. And then suddenly you get hit by this wall, you know, it's like, oh, you got to know how to check in and check out this and put this into the store. It's like, that's stuff you never think of, all right? So that's the first click you would have. And that was the only way possible. And it made it very complicated and unwieldy for a lot of folks. So to alleviate that particular concern, we just released public preview something called as Pipelines for Power Platform. And what that is, is that 
it allows the non-technical user to now partake in the process of application deployment. So it's not like, you know, hey, now my application's hit prime time, I gotta go store everything into a Git repository. No, 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 no. You can graduate to that as you feel or deem necessary as you move along in that process. So you can start off with something that's already baked in. And one of the things that we're currently working on, and this is also available in the public preview, is if you are, let's say, an organization that has a significant investment in GitHub or Azure DevOps, you can orchestrate the same pipeline through an Azure DevOps pipeline as well. So they can actually work in conjunction. So the the, the term that I use is called daisy chaining it. I know I'm, I'm probably dating myself when I say that, <laughs> but that's that's the notion of what we're talking about. And one of the things that we're now in the future thinking about is, is also when some when an organization kind of grows in this particular path, as and when they decide to move to Azure DevOps or GitHub to manage their this application, they now have the ability to take their pipelines as they are inside our platform and immediately absorb them directly into the target environment in that context. So this is still, this is still, we're still figuring out what the technicalities are in that context, but that's the kind of direction that we're taking towards. But just to kind of smoothen that out, I know it's a very long-winded way of answering your question, Sean, but I wanted to make sure I did justice because there is a smoother, uh, there is an on-ramp that one has to, has to go, go walk on. <laughs> no, no, no. That, it, you know, uh, I know this is a podcast, but if, 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 People could see the lasers that Kartik had at me as I was asking that question. Luckily, he was on mute because it was just like it would have been bleeped out the entire way. No, thank you, Kartik. I appreciate that. That is a really, really good response to to a horrible question that I asked you. So you mentioned, you know, uh, Azure DevOps and Power Platform uh, automated ALM. Are, are there any other solutions that organizations can look at for implementing ALM uh, in their build process? And then like, how do you choose if I was a citizen maker and I'm you know, going to say, hey, guys, are, are we doing this? So I approach my DevOps team and want to talk about integration. How should I approach them? How should I have this conversation? So first things first, you know, if you don't know how to go about doing ALM, you're better off trying to use the in-product ALM capability, in-product deployment capability, uh, that's the, which is Power Platform Pipelines. It's 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 a safer bet because one, all your constructs are managed properly. You can still do things like handle connections and things of that nature directly within the product itself. And then, like I said, you have a graduation path. Now, some companies or some organizations are already sophisticated from the start. They already have some pretty well-defined ALM processes. There, you can take the path of either GitHub or Power Platform or Azure DevOps and go down that path. At the end of the day, what we don't want to have is people having to second guess their, their investments. You know, and when I do say this, I don't even just mean money. I mean the amount of effort being put in because these things require effort, even though if it's low code, it's minimal effort, but there's effort. <laughs> so in that context, to be completely cognizant of that effort being put in, we want to make sure that there's never a point or a gate where you look at when it comes to the fact that you have to kind of revisit or rethink how you're deploying your application. You may want to augment it later on, but those augments are, are minor deltas on top of what you've already gone ahead and done versus a major step change in the way you do that. So we've kind of factored that into our experience that we're trying to go. And we're further trying to minimize the delta between the paths that one chooses. But that is definitely the inspiration and direction that we're executing towards. Very cool. So, and thank you for that. The mm -hmm. At the time of this recording, and this is February of 2023, and there's something going on right now that's really important uh, in, in low code, and it's directed specifically for developers, which, which I've seen, and that's low code February, which I think I probably named all those words in its description. Mm -hmm. But... It's all broken down into different themes for each week. And week four is for governance and admin. And ALM, ALM is a portion of that. Can you talk a little bit more about you know, how that came together? What should developers and DevOps get out of that? And how can they use the learnings from that in their organization? 
Absolutely. So Loco February is my pet child. <laughs> it is it is an amazing event, you know, four weeks of learning all things low code and asking all kinds of questions you were too scared to ask. So my ask for everyone here is please participate. We're all going to be there answering questions. There are a few events that are happening. There's there are a bunch of learn live sessions that are going to be going on. There is a powerful devs session also uh, around ALM where you'll see myself and my partner in crime, Casey Burke, who is the PM for the Pipelines for Power Platform kind of talking about some of the experiences that we currently have both for citizen makers and for code first developers. In addition to that, we'll have a few blogs out there specifically, and then also labs that will be available for folks to go try out. And as a matter of fact, outside of the low code February event, we have other hands-on labs that people can go go into GitHub and download and try things out. But by and large, those are some of the sequence. The last week is just dedicated to ALM and governance. So each day there is an ALM and governance event that you should you should look at. Every day we'll have a blog. That's a guarantee. <laughs> okay. All right. Along with that, we'll have some video sessions and also learn live sessions around the topic as well. And again, questions. If you have questions around that, we have a Q&A section on the website itself. And the website is pretty simple. It's aka.ms forward slash low code dash February. So just go ahead. And it's a website with the GitHub backend. So you can actually go submit issues. We are actively looking at things and answering questions there as well. So I highly encourage everyone to partake in that. That's awesome. And so that's not just going to end at the end of February, right? Like, no, no, uh, no. Okay. all right, I just want to make sure that. Uh, no, we, we're, uh, the, on, the only joke in that is if you realize the hashtag is 30 days of low code. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Was I we're doing it in February. Just that? imagine that. We're, we're making you, that, but that, look, Sean, you got to admit, that allows you, you can do 30 days of work in less time. <laughs> this is just about you know, what that is. I, what an efficiency gain that is, Carson. What a great way to put it. Always looking for the silver lining. I appreciate that. So there's tons to learn about ALM. Uh, before we get going, do you do you have any parting notes that you'd like to share regarding ALM? Next steps that that you'd like to see people go on with? You know, after checking out 30 days of, of low code, and we'll put the the URL in the show notes too for everyone to to get to. Absolutely, absolutely. We you know the team has done some significant amount of work on ALM in particular, right? So one thing, well, first things first, please participate in the public preview for Power Platform Pipelines, all right? Or oh, Pipelines for Power Platform, rather. I keep you know uh, someone in marketing is going to get me for this one. <laughs> But uh, there's that. And then we have hands-on labs, as, as I mentioned, for GitHub Actions and for Azure DevOps. One of the cool things that I really like, and we don't get generally get to talk about it a lot, GitHub recently announced something called S Code Spaces. Um, and so that is essentially a web browser instance of VS Code that is backed by the GitHub file system. And we have an integration directly, so you can actually go use the Power Platform command line directly inside that instance and actually work with your low-code assets directly through that and check it directly into GitHub. You have that really cool experience, you know, just for greens and giggles on one of my vacation, and I know I'm not, you know, if my wife challenges me on it, it never happened, but I was able to use my iPad and there was a problem that I had to go solve. I was able to open up on my iPad, open a browser session, get onto my GitHub repo, update a solution, and then just put it back in while I was on vacation on an iPad. So that was kind of cool. <laughs> wow. I mean, don't worry. It's between you and I. It, it's yeah. totally Yeah, fine. right. It's a podcast. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> I just realized that. <laughs> no, that is that is awesome. That is, it's it's amazing uh, the things that, that we can accomplish nowadays. Thank you so much, Kartik. I really appreciate this. I'm sure lots of questions will come in. Remember, everybody, go take a look at all the amazing ProDev 
and uh, DevOps content that's available on 30 days of code, low code February. Uh, once again, we'll have the, the URL out for you to get to and ask questions, learn, engage. It's amazing stuff you'll be able to use. And, uh, and thank you again, Kartik. Really appreciate your time. Sean, always a pleasure. Thank you.